Hi, welcome back to Life Lessons with Linz. Today, I'm really excited to announce that one of my really good friends is with us, Bobby Montez. He owns Sloan's Valley Village, which is located in Valley Village, California, and he also runs a company called Just Leverage, which is basically a co-branding platform. So, welcome, Bobby. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I am very well, thank you. <laughs> um, we're so excited to have you here. I understand this is your first podcast. It is. And are you excited about it? So very excited. <laughs> scared. <laughs> Don't be scared. It's just <clears throat> two old friends chatting. Um so for those of you who don't know Bobby, I know some of you guys listening, you're you're gonna be friends of ours, so you will know Bobby. But Bobby and I know each other from about nine ten thousand eight. Yeah, a little yeah, yeah. yeah, a a little while ago. Um and he was actually my boss at a restaurant called La Cantina. Um I first moved out here from New York City and I had no idea what I was doing with my life. And but all I knew is I wanted to be out in LA. And I met Bobby out one night when I was at the restaurant <laughs> visiting one of the yeah. bartenders. Um, and he hired me on the spot. So that kind of... Because you had great legs. <laughs> you still... <laughs> I'm That's Mr. true. That's actually... <laughs> I'm Mr. Honest over here. <laughs> and my girlfriend's going to be like, oh. That's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, we started out working Sorry, together at, uh, at La Cantina. And um, the rest is kind of history. But Bobby, I guess... Tell us, how did you end up in L.A.? Where are you from, and how would you get the bug to get here? Uh, I grew up in Oxnard, California, a little town called El Rio. Um, and the growing, I mean, I grew up out in Southern California, so moving, or I actually didn't come to L.A. too often, uh, except to see the Dodger game, which mm-hmm. was like, I don't know, I guess every twice a year or so, Disneyland. Um, I think I had some family who lived in the Valley at the time. Um, so once in a while, but, um, basically, um, in my early twenties, I just kind of got tired of, I love Oxnard, uh, but I got <laughs> tired of kind of just, Oxnard's a very small town, mm-hmm. uh, lots of fields, uh, very I look back now at 41, I'm like, oh, that's a great place to live now. Yeah. But in your early 20s, you just want more. So um, I uh, used to work for Red Lobster at the time. Um, in as, Oxnard? When in you were Oxnard, in Oxnard, yeah. Okay. Uh, and I um, decided to uh, transfer, to ask for a transfer. Um, and I'd already been working for them for, oh God, five years, I think it was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and... Uh, Got the transfer to Canoga Park, Red Lobster, and uh, and I was looking back, and now I've been out here now 18 years, 2001. Nice. April 1st, 2001. What kept you out here once you once you got here? Uh, it's, um, well, I just kind of, um, well, being so close, you're, I'm kind of lucky, I guess, like where I always had the fallback, where if it didn't work out... But there's also like I didn't have I, I I wasn't trying to be an actor I wasn't trying to be a singer I just wanted new scenery right right and uh, so um, what kept me out here is I just uh, kept on um, sort of finding new friends uh, adventures if you will um, jobs um, people um, where. 
I mean, it's home now. I mean, mm-hmm. there's nothing even keeping me out here anymore. It's it's become home. I've been right. out here more influential years uh, than not. Right, right. <laughs> That's awesome. So what do you think, like, did you have in your mind, like, I want to manifest that someday I'd be doing X, Y, Z, or, you know, the power of, you know, I always talk about the power of intention and just putting it out there and not, and kind of, I know you said you you started to say, like, I, I kind of had something to fall back on, and then you're like, actually, like, not even giving the universe or, you know, A plan B and just saying this is what this is what I'm going to do, or, or how did you, how did you just keep going? Uh, well, when I was still in Oxnard Red Lobster, um, I uh, was going to junior college, but I still didn't really know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I was obviously working for Red Lobster, waiter, bartender, and whatnot. And then at 21, um, my general manager at the time was walking around with a, a clipboard, uh, and it was like a basically a P&L, Profit mm-hmm. and Loss Report, mm-hmm. on there, and... Um, uh, Keith Birch, who's one of my mentors, awesome guy. Um, and um, I was like, oh, what's that? And he was like, oh, it's a PNL. I asked him what it was. And basically, he kind of showed me where it was like, oh, like um, we had a slushy machine in the back of the bar where we would uh, basically press a button and it would pour out a frozen margarita and we would sell it for $5.99 a Red Lobster. And uh, he showed me that it cost Red Lobster a quarter. Mm-hmm. To make, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> it mm-hmm. only costs Red Lobster a quarter, but we sell for five ninety nine. Mm-hmm. He goes, yes, that's why I'm pushing you guys to sell alcohol instead of, you know, whatever a lobster. He's like, we make right. more money, uh, more profit margin on a margarita than we do on a on a full live main lobster. Yeah, that's crazy. <clears throat> and so at that point, I made a decision in my head. I'm like, I'm gonna own a bar. Yeah. I'm going to own a restaurant. This is this is going to be my path. I love that. At 21. And basically from that point on, I wanted to own my own bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and well, now I have a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Which is so it, exciting. Yeah. We're so proud of you. It took me 20 years to get there. Uh, but 19 you got years. There. Yeah, but I got there. <laughs> and I'm sure like also, just for anybody listening to like, <clears throat> excuse me. Just to hear, like, oh, it took 20 years, but through those 20 years, oh, like, so all many of the fun different things. fun things and journeys <laughs> oh, and people you've I met. I mean, and... I even had a bar before that with partners. It didn't work out, but I learned, it sounds sort of cliche that you learn from your mistakes, and but I wouldn't have this restaurant if I didn't lose that first. If I didn't, if that didn't work out there, I wouldn't have this, and this is so much more of a success in my mind and my heart because it's my baby it's my mm-hmm. concept it's the colors the color blue the Beautiful. the food the the decor yeah. like you know there was nobody uh influencing me in any sort of way other than me well i want to know what's funny i actually didn't tell you this and it just popped in my head you put up a picture on instagram with like um some succulents and yeah. and just how your decor is and on that wall over there, I took it down actually this morning, but I tried to emulate like your restaurant <laughs> and I actually took a picture of it and sent it to my mom. So I'll, I'll show you the picture. But the thing that I made, it kind of started to fall down a little bit. So I had to take it down because I was thinking 
if one of these succulents falls down on my couch and I have to clean up this pot of well, dirt, the, I'm the gonna... succulents that are on that wall that yeah. you're looking at are, are fake. They're, oh, they're, they're not real. Good to know. Yeah, yeah, Mine are not, not fake. <laughs> 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 I literally this morning, and Brittany's like, she's like, why did you take down that cool thing? Yeah. I'm like, because if it falls, you know who's going to clean it up. I'm going to clean it up. You're not going to clean it up. I'm, like, I'm not willing yeah, to do that. They're, they're not real. Yeah, uh, but they you would, influenced yeah, me yeah. just with your, with your decor there. Um, but no, I am so proud of you for your Thank restaurant. You. And I love that you said, you know, if this failure or mistake or whatever hadn't have happened, I wouldn't be where I am today. Because that seems to be like an ongoing theme when I am interviewing people and, and even like looking in my own life. You know, if it's like, if I hadn't taken this direction in the fork in the road, or I haven't taken this, or I didn't, you know, even with like dating or anything, it's like, if I hadn't dated that person, then this person, I wouldn't have known to want to date this person. Or And it's funny how the, the things that we consider failures, I guess, at the time are the things that make us grow more and that make us even want it more too, you know? Yeah. And, and like you said, like now this is your baby before you were sharing. And I remember, mm-hmm. yeah. I remember the venue. I loved it there. I mean, it was nice and fun, but this, it, this place, I mean, the new place definitely has a different air to it yeah. and it's like bright and fun and it's beautiful. Everybody should go visit. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Food is delicious. The drinks, the craft beer, the wine list. No, Thank it's you. really fun. Um, but something that I had asked you earlier was what are some things that you think anyone in the food and beverage industry or outside of the industry should know? And you corrected me and said the biggest misconception (laughs) is that people forget it's called hospitality. You know, and you said, I'm not a foodie. I love people. So go on about that. Because I know you and I are both alike in that sense. We're like, we love people. We love to talk. We love to network. We just want to make people happy, you know? And see the best in yeah. In so the situation. you know the what was that the question again? How did I correct you again? <laughs> no, I said what yeah. are things you know that people in the food and beverage yeah, industry yeah, yeah. or outside should know, or what are misconceptions? Well, people are or... like more, oh God, you know, um, because you like food or because. Oh God, it's gonna piss off some people, but because because, <laughs> because you can cook it, no, because I'm you kidding. can put, cook at home or. Um, you make good food at home doesn't necessarily mean it'll uh, to a restaurant or I come on my own restaurant or uh, um, you're saying like somebody if you make good food at home doesn't mean you're going to be a good a restaurant good good or, chef yeah. you know being a good creating food right. is one thing like running a kitchen or a restaurant uh, is a complete different thing you mm-hmm. know uh, it, it's it's about food costs it's about where do you get your products at you know how to purchase how to negotiate with certain vendors mm-hmm. you know creating food is the easy part creating yeah. a restaurant and decor like oh my god that's so like what, what color should we pick it doesn't matter <laughs> like you know it's just like what's the service going to be like what kind of sort of um not message but like you know uh, like sloan's is a neighborhood joint mm-hmm. and uh you know what's more important to me uh, you know if i get a bad yelp review on the food i'm like ah, okay that sucks right but if i get a bad yelp review on service i'm like oh right, i right. could have like what what would happen did someone say something incorrect like should i have staffed more uh, you know did i what, what was it i should have been there right i could have corrected it you know what i mean like you know food people's Palettes are different. People's, right. you know, food is one thing. Service is sort of kind of like it's service. Mm-hmm. Like when you go into a restaurant, people don't want to. Um, people want to relax, but don't want to think as much as you look at a 
you know, is people look at a menu and, you know, they, for the most part, like when I go and I'm like, you're going to have this, you're going to have the chicken sandwich with cheese on top and you're going to get these French fries. And people will look at me and they're like, okay. Yeah. And they just. They I think you did that when I was yeah, there. Yeah. Like, friend. I know what you're going to get. Yeah. Like, you know, and you make a decision for them and they're kind of like, okay, they don't want to think they're there. They, they're there to enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm. If they wanted to think they would stay home and cook their own food. True. Um, so again, going back to, I'm not a foodie. Uh, my chef can tell you, he doesn't actually have me try the food because I will just say like, oh, it tastes good. It's fine. Um, uh, I like people. Mm-hmm. Um, and my way to connect with, with people is through the restaurant, through uh, food and drink, uh, having good times, birthday parties, going away parties, graduation parties, bridal showers, baby showers, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Like, you know, people pick uh, like you know, there's a bridal shower um, for a lot of good friends of mine and they this is something special to them. This is mm-hmm. uh, this is a hopefully once in a lifetime yeah. thing uh, that occurs and they're picking me, my restaurant to do their bridal shower. So, you know, and they're not picking it because of the food. Yeah, the food is okay. It's good. It's great. Um, <laughs> but no, but I mean, it's no, more it about really like, good. how is Bobby going to make me feel right. while I'm here? You know, I'm going to, I know I'm going to feel special because Bobby's going to be there. Right. And you've and, always taken care of and everybody. And I always, you know, uh, my girlfriend can tell you, I'm like, all my friends picked a restaurant on this Saturday. I got to be there. Right. I have to be there at this time, these two hours, these three hours, whatever it is. And I have to make sure that it goes well. And, um, so, you know, uh, hospitality being hospitable is Mm -hmm. the word. Um, and it's that it's, um, so the biggest misconception, I guess, is, uh, it's not about the food. It's not about the drinks. It's about how you make people feel Mm -hmm. while they're there having the food and drinks. Right. That's it. That's so important. And I know also, um. Another thing, I don't know if you want to touch on it, but but you've thrown birthday parties for me, you know, numerous times or um, parties for our agency, our last spring fling, you know, you helped me throw. And I know you're doing jazz night again at the W, which yeah. is an amazing thing. I don't know if you want to talk about that for a second sure. and just let everybody know. I mean, for anybody who's listening who hasn't been to jazz night, it's one of my <clears throat> favorite it's one of my favorite nights. The only problem is, it's, it's not a Sunday. problem, but it's on a Sunday night. It's like at 10, no, 11, but something. But no one has a real job in Los Angeles. Right. Nobody has a real job except for me. Um, and then, <laughs> uh, you work remotely home from home on a Friday. Yeah, and so I do. I do relax. work remotely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. Um, uh, and so Sunday night. Try to act like I keep okay. it together. So, <laughs> So Sunday night in Los Angeles is, or Hollywood is just like any other night. It's like a Tuesday or no, a Friday. No, really like it, it's so funny. There's, yeah, <laughs> and people don't go out until 11 p.m. And yeah, so jazz, well, so basically jazz night started on a Sunday because that was the biggest hole. Oh, sorry. I used to work at the W before. Yeah, Sloan's another, another dot yeah, that so, was helping connect to where you are now. Yeah, so in 2010, when the W Hollywood first opened up, um, I had a friend of mine who was uh, doing operations for Innovative Dining Group, 
and they were looking for a new bar operations manager, and I was free, if you will. Um, and uh, so I got the gig and became a bar operations manager there, and it changed my life yeah. um, completely. The network that I built because of that place, the friends that I met met from around, literally around the world, Australia. I have literally have friends now from Australia, uh, Switzerland, uh, London, uh, Toronto, Canada, um, Finland, like everywhere because I worked at uh, the W. Yeah. Um, and so when it first opened up, it was literally busy every night of the week, slammed, crazy, popping, except for Sundays. Mm. So my bosses were like, well, you're a bar operations manager and you're Mr. Cool in Hollywood. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do about it? Fix, like, make Sundays busy. And I'm like, oh, live <laughs> music? Uh, jazz night. And I kind of took the idea back in 2004 at a place called Guys, which is now called Peppermint Club. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to do a, uh, it was uh, promoted by Danny Masterson. And uh, from that 70s show and um, Joe Firstman, Joey Firstman, uh, awesome keyboard, piano, singer, person, guy, awesome guy. Um, and um, they would do a, a, a jazz night there. And it was um, it was more, there wasn't a, a vocalist or anything like that. People would pop up and sing once in a while, like Justin Timberlake or Lindsay Lohan or Christina Aguilera. But that was like once in a blue moon. But it was just mostly... Um, jazzy funky music the band didn't even start till like 12 or 12 30 uh and it was a very um uh, service industry crowd uh bar managers cocktail servers bartenders would go um on a sunday and they had a patio and people would be smoking and drinking it would be chill so but that ended in 2006 so in 2010 when they were like what do you got on a sunday i remember that being successful so i pitched the idea of well, we can invite these service industry folks. And for the most part, in my experience, the Hollywood crowd will follow the service industry people. If the service, if bartenders and cocktail service thinks it's cool, then the other people will follow. Mm, and um, they were the influencers before Influ Instagram yeah. and, uh, and uh, Facebook yeah. and, uh, or Instagram and and whatnot, they were, yeah, it's kind of funny, they mm -hmm. were the influencers they would you would follow, because they would, they would meet so many people that they would talk about it yeah. to whoever was coming to their bar during the week, and, uh, and it worked out, uh, it took about, almost about a year for it to really catch on, and Innovative Dining Group uh, invested in that, that time, definitely, um, and then one day, Stevie Wonder came and liked it, and went on stage and played and then he came back again a couple weeks later and yeah. then it kind of just blew up to where like Justin Bieber, Prince, Michael Bolton, Michael, DeGrom, I was there for Michael, Michael Bolton, Bolton, Macy Gray, uh, Macy like, Gray, uh, the Backstreet Boys, Gladys Knight. That um, was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would, it just blew up to, it was, it was crazy. Like it was on Good Morning America. It was on everything. Like it was like Justin Bieber. Yeah. Like I got a phone call when Prince went on. He like he you know stage crash or whatever and I got to walk him in and meet Prince and uh, it was um, the next morning at five o'clock in the morning I got a phone call from like a three two three number 
then it was TMZ calling my phone, which I had no idea how they got my phone number, <laughs> but they did. And they're like, did Prince really crash the stage? And I'm like, five o'clock in the morning. I'm like, yeah. It's like, great. And they hung up and then it was like, bam, on TMZ. Source says, I'm like, oh, I'm the source. That's me. <laughs> That's so funny. No, I remember that. I remember call, like calling girlfriends. I'm like, I know it's going to be late, but you never know. And we yeah. had fun even if there wasn't anybody that just crashed, but especially if it was like, Around awards season, or I'm like, you never know, you guys. Like, there's Prince, gonna be somebody Prince went that on, just goes uh, yeah. right up. Prince went on the Sunday after Thanksgiving when there was, and that's funny. Like, I knew he was coming, but I, you don't want to tell somebody you stay an extra two hours because he might come and he might get on stage. Right. So, like, I just told people, I'm like, oh, stick around. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I gotta go home now. I'm like, you should probably just not leave. Like, why? I'm like, no, just just don't. And then, <laughs> and then, like, a couple of people got really, really mad at me. They're like, dude, you knew he was coming. I'm like, I didn't know he was going to go on stage. Right, right. Yeah. That so, was cool. Such, a, like, an exciting surprise, though. Yeah. And, I, I mean, and how much more, for me, like, going there, having a glass of champagne with that huge staircase, you're just like, I am so Hollywood glam right now. <laughs> you know? And it you was just very, feel, like, um, really cool. <laughs> like, it was very... Uh, um, uh, the Ambassador Hotel, the uh, the not the Copacabana, the um, oh god, uh, the Coconut Grove. It was very mm-hmm. like uh, um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio walking in, uh, oh, Howard yeah. Hughes entrance of like just Hollywood. Just yeah, people, well, that's that's why yeah. I chose the venue. It was my last year in my twenties, my twenty ninth birthday, and everybody dressed up as Roaring Twenties, yeah, yeah. and we had like that, our yeah. boas. And I remember you surprised me, and it was like pictures up on the big on the wall you did like a projection (laughs) screen and it was just like so fun bobby's the best by the way if you haven't if you haven't picked this up by now he's really like such an awesome friend and i am so proud of you for everything that you've accomplished um for our listeners is there anything that you you know that if there was like a lesson that you're like you know what this is what I want you to take from my experience, from everything that I've gone through, the good, the bad, the ugly, the most amazing, the, you know, anything. What what would it be? Well, uh, it would be, again, it sounds cliche, but mm-hmm. don't quit. Because I did go through this, okay, I'm 41 now. I got uh, Sloan's opened when I was 40. But 38 and 39 sucked <laughs> it blew not didn't mean to just laugh it was just yeah no no it. it sucked it was horrible yeah uh you know and um you know i you know i had through many pity parties on yeah. my balcony um <laughs> you know drinking a bottle of wine by myself and going to bed at eight o'clock and yeah. you know trying to you know after the other bar closed right, and right. whatnot and you know, and, you know, you swallow, you know, I had left the W to open up my own bar. It didn't work out. Right. And, like, what are people going to say? You know, it, you know, you just feel your your own ego just, like, consumes oh, yeah. you. And at the end of the day, like, uh, my buddy, uh, Josh Buxbaum, actually told me, like, no, no one, at the end of the day, no one cares if you had a failure. Just, like, what's next? Right. What are you going to do next? No one cares. Your friends right. don't really care. Like, are you okay? Cool. What do you got next? And you kind of have to like go, okay, like what do I have next? What do I have going for me? And, um, you know, I I didn't want to uh, 
go back to managing a, a bar or a restaurant for again else or for someone right. else. I'm like, right, no, right. I'm going to do this. And, you know, you're trying to do hustle. You're, you're trying to hustle. You're, you know, I'm doing little side events here and there, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to keep the, the rent and to keep Yeah, I mean, LA's expensive. Yeah. I mean, we know. And, you know, and it was doing fine-ish doing that hustle. Um, and then, uh, uh, another good friend of mine, I try not to burn bridges as a knock on fake wood. <laughs> um, but, uh, a friend of another good friend of mine and mentor, Jeremy Fendel, um, was, uh, running a couple bars and his general manager had quit and he needed help. I threw my hat in the ring and it was the thing that got me inspired again Mm -hmm. is to i went back into managing a bar restaurant and then it got the juices flowing again to where it it it, this sloan ended up happening um but i had to swallow my pride i had to like you know i what i didn't want is somebody to walk by this um pub bar yeah and go oh bob went from w hollywood to this little pub and at that point, I was just like, I just, I just, I just, I need to get it going again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had to swallow my pride and I did it. And at the end of the day, I made so many connections again from that little right. thing that I didn't think, I thought it was going to hurt my ego or whatever it was, but it, it didn't, no one cared. And then it spun off into, into this. And, um, yeah. So, again, it sounds cheesy, but don't quit. Like, it, yeah. it did really, um, I didn't quit. And I'm still not quitting. And it's still, yeah, Sloan's is great and it's amazing. And it's fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. Anything Every really day great, is really hard. Yeah. Every day. Like, everyone's like, oh, there's people in here. I'm like, yeah. And I got to do it again tomorrow. And again tomorrow. Right. And again the next day. But as and long as you're day, having fun with it. It's a great time. There's days yeah. that it's really, really fun. But it's a lot of work. Yeah. And just as one of your good friends, I want to let you know. Anybody I've ever talked to, and myself included, I don't think anybody's been like, oh, Bobby failed at this or whatever. We're like, what is next? Like, we've always been really excited about it. And when I know that you were doing the W and then you stopped doing it for a little bit, and Mm -hmm. now you're doing it again, and we're all so excited (laughs) that it's back. I mean, it's like, okay, I'll take that Sunday night, and I'll take a nap before, and I'll show up. But I think... Or not, I think. I know that everybody, we always know you're going to have something up, else up your sleeve. There's no, there's no looking back for you. And there's no nothing that you've ever done. I don't think, you know, anybody has ever looked at, oh, it failed. It's like, oh my God, how freaking cool is it that you did that? Like, I don't know anybody else. Like, I'm, that's one of my best friends that has opened their own bar unless it was like in upstate New York or something, which is also amazing. But to do it in hollywood like are you kidding me Thanks. you know <laughs> so anyway i love you so much you. thank you so much for being here with me today um i want you to tell our listeners where can we find you what's your website what's your instagram everything good so that they can come visit the restaurant and sure have their uh, next party there yeah uh sloan's valley village at sloan's s-l-o-a-n-e-s valley village um, and then uh, the rep- website is sloansrestaurant.com. Um, yeah. 
Um, and then the W yeah. on Sundays, uh, hosted by Nikki Leonti, who is an awesome, amazing, amazing friend. The voice of uh, voice of God, I say. Her voice is She's amazing. amazing. Um, uh. Yeah, and all of this info will be up on the, the podcast as well so that you can all read it. But I just wanted Bobby just to let us know also. So thank you so much again. Thank you. I love you. I love you. Um, and I love you guys all for listening. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful Monday, and we'll talk to you soon.